Hello everyone, I'm Margot Digas and thanks for joining us on About That. Now I'm really excited to bring on our guest for this episode. We have Randy Levin and you'll never guess what she does for a living. Transitional life strategist and reinvention expert. What exactly does that mean? I'll let Randy explain. I really didn't like calling myself a coach because there are a million coaches out there and I, and I network a lot and you go out and this one's a business coach and that one's whatever coach and that one's this guy. And it, it almost has like this negative cachet because there's so many people doing it and everyone thinks every coach is the same. And I said, you know what? That doesn't define me. And what does, what is it I'm trying to have people do? I'm trying to help them strategize. I'm, I'm definitely a transitional coach. That's what I was saying, but I'm really helping them to strategize. So to say that I'm a life strategist is accurate. I'm helping you to step into the rest of your life in the most meaningful way. That's really reflecting who you are right now, reflecting you in 360. Is there a reason that you picked particularly transitional coaching? And like, as you said earlier, you know, you didn't want to go into business coaching. Don't want to do that. It it, absolutely could because this is my own midlife transition. Right. And you know, it's such a viable thing. And it's something as we live longer, Marga, and we are living longer. And as we, baby boomers in particular, of which I am one, are really changing the definition of how we age. And I hate the word retirement. Retire to me means go to sleep. Okay. So, you know, in generations past, that made sense. People, you know, retired at 65, they worked in a company for 30 years, they got a watch and a party and, you know, maybe a payout and then they played golf for a while and then they died. Okay. That was, that was the, 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 the plan, you know, that was the, the scheme of things. There was a set trajectory. Yeah. It was, and that's all changed. We're not that generation anymore. And it's going to continue to change. First of all, we can't afford to do that. And even if we could afford to do it, we're living so much longer. So it may sound great to travel and play golf, but do you want to do that for 20 or 30 years? Probably not. You know, where's that give back? Where's that next thing? You know, have you always talked about writing that book or always talked about doing that podcast or always talked about opening, you know, a franchise or a restaurant or, you know, teaching in some way? Where can you take what you've always wanted to do or you've done part of and really grow that out, lean into that more? So, yeah, I think that we're, we're really looking at all of that changing and evolving. And so what I help women to do in particular is to take a look at where you are right now. All the things that brought you to this point, where do you want to go from here? What are those things that are pa- you're passionate about now that may be very different than something you were passionate about a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago? We're not the same people, you know, at 40 or 50 or 60 that we were at 22 coming out of college. We shouldn't be. What was your own journey like? I didn't wake up one day and say, I'm going to be a life coach. I was in corporate America for the better part of a decade and a half. And when I had my children, I decided that, okay, well, I'll just stay home for a little bit. It won't be a long time. I'll go back to something. And in the back of my head, I kept thinking, well, I'm going to open my own business. I didn't know what that was. But, you know, I had this plan for myself. And then one child became two children and one house became two homes and then three homes. And I was super mom. Not a role I regret. It's an amazing role to have and to have that privilege to do. But there was always this whisper. There was always this nagging, if you would, in the back of my head that said, okay, so your kids are your legacy, but where's your piece? I kind of robbed myself in in essence, because I was thinking very much so that I couldn't be this great mom and be this businesswoman. 
whatever that was. Right. So I had all these limiting beliefs that it had to be one or the other. It couldn't be an and. And so as I was hurling toward a really big birthday, Marga, I um, really started to see the light. And it, it was really about legacy. And I originally thought it was the traditional definition of legacy, you know, that thing that we leave behind, yes. the heritage that we that we impart on other generations. And then I started to realize, oh, no, it's not about what I'm leaving behind. It's what I'm about what I am doing right now. And that little shift was all I needed. And as soon as I could see that in that light, it became about the moment. What could I do now? I originally thought, okay, well, maybe I'll go back to school and now I'll get my MSW. And so I started looking at stuff. What's out there? Because I didn't know I'd graduated, you know, how many years ago? I popped IPEC Coaching, which is one of the premier coaching institutions. And lo and behold, they were doing some live classes, literally miles from my house. And I'm like, what is this? And then I started researching that. And then I asked anyone I ever knew, who do you know that coaches? And I talked to everybody. Where did, where did you go? What was your program like? Do you like what you do? How do you structure your business? It was a major research project. And I knew, I knew once I started getting into it, that this was very definitely it. And, you know, there was really no question once I signed up, that was, that was it. How would you then break it down for someone if you were going to simplify and say, look at your life now? Because many of these life coaches or the professional coaches even would give very practical advice, for example, if it might be, this is how you might earn a salary or this is how you might find passive income for yourself. Yes. Well, the first thing is to really let go of the cookie cutter. So, you know, what may work for your best friend or your sister may not be the same thing that works for you. So there's no set rule book. There's no, okay, let's do these three steps and you're going to be there. But, you know, essentially what you need to do is you need to really understand where you've been. Okay. So we don't want to let go of all of that and say, okay, I, I, it doesn't matter. So whether those things were successes, whether those things were fails, whatever they are, you're going to own up to them because there's a lot of fear sometimes that hides behind that. So the second piece is to take a look at, you know, what are these fears? What are the things that have stopped you or are stopping you? from doing something? Where are those excuses coming up? Where's that procrastination maybe showing up? Or maybe you're feeling overwhelmed. People come to me all the time saying, I'm just overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. I'm too busy. Well, you're not really too busy, but you're really not prioritizing and balancing the things that right. are in your life. And so that third piece is really to look at how you can balance what's now. Okay. Not what you were balancing, not what you think you want to balance, but what's the reality of the, the variables in your life? What's your relationship to these variables in your life? And what's your relationship to yourself right now? Is it in a way a lot of psychoanalysis as well? I mean, do you feel like you're, you know, putting your, your clients through therapy <laughs> in many cases? You know, that's a great question. And people do often ask, you know, what's the difference between you and a therapist? Or I already have a therapist, you know, why would I come see a life coach? Very different and very much the same in many aspects as well. Yes, we're both going to talk to you about your life. I will be very question-driven. Coaching is, is very question-driven, very much using a lot of visualization, you know, asking questions like if it were 10 years ago, what would you do if you could do anything? You know, things that will make you think about how you can move and evolve and take action in your sure. life. Don't talk a lot about past. It's really much more oriented toward today and taking you to tomorrow. And also people will seek a therapist maybe for life or certainly for a number of years where people can come in and hire me as a coach and 
within three months, six months, we've moved through whatever those obstacles are, wherever you wanted to see that growth or that change in your life. It's pretty swift. If you're doing what you, you need to do and I'm doing what I need to do, you're going to get there. So it's almost like it's it's project based, as it were. It's like you, you take a project that a person might want to accomplish in their lives. And then that's what you set out to help them with. Yes, I think that's a really good way to clarify it. Or it could be more than one project. Uh, the agenda is always the clients. So somebody could come to me and say, oh, you know, I really want to work on my, my business. I, I, I want to build out a business for myself. And I've come out of corporate. And, you know, I've got all these things going on in my life. You know, how do I do this? Da, da, da. We start with that. And then four sessions in, it's really about their marriage. Right. So I want to, you know, just stop with that a second and just explain that, you know, the agenda really belongs to whoever's hired me to, to be their coach. So it's not cookie cutter. It's not set in stone. It evolves as the coaching evolves because everybody is different. However, there are certain stick points, if you would, you know, fear being one of them always comes up, always a part of something where the need is, where the fears are, where we really fess up to what's going on. It's a great way to reframe your life to almost step back, if you would, and look back in from a different vantage point at what's going on. And when you do that, you're able to change your perspective. And when you change your perspective, you change. How long have you been doing it now? (laughs) Feels like forever, but it's only four years. Four years and in, in, four years in an entire lifetime, because I think everything that I've done to this point led me here, and right. you know more and more as I as I go through it, I see that and I see where you know some of the things that I write about and talk about and use as a platform have come from my own history, from my own you know working things through. It definitely was a path that led me here. The interesting piece too, and, and I tell this story often because I, I think it's really viable, is that when I signed up at IPIC Coaching, whoever it was that was on the phone, and I don't remember names, said to me, okay, I took my credit card and, you know, told me about, you know, what was going to start, when it was going to start, da, 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 da. And then they said, okay, so begin. I'm like, begin what? Start. Start what? <laughs> like, just start. You have to start coaching. I'm like, what do you mean start coaching? That's what I signed up for, the program when I'm done. Like, no, no, no. You don't wait till you're done. Just begin. And I thought, my God, I've been waiting how many years to get to a point that I'm done with something so that I can begin. Because I kept telling myself, and we all do this, that we have to have everything lined up. We have to finish and complete everything. And essentially you don't because there's always this piece that you can do. And that for me was a huge turnaround and something I coach around all the time. You don't have to wait for everything to be lined up. Now, I'm not saying if you're in school to be a surgeon that you should go operate on somebody before you're, <laughs> you've got all your credentials. However, you know, what are those things you can do? Are you networking with other surgeons? Are you, you know, researching other things? Are you specializing in, in this, that, and the other thing? There are always these little pieces that you can do. In my case, you know, it was, you know, the little stuff like getting that LinkedIn together and starting to network and getting those business cards and, you know, putting my business together and starting to write blog posts. And there's always these pieces. If you wait till it's all done, you usually don't get there. And it's a viable message. Are you mostly helping women go through professional transitions in their lives, like maybe going from one career to another? Or is it even life changes in terms of maybe somebody grieving the loss of a loved one or uh, moving homes, for example, from one location to another and unable to deal with the challenges that that might entail? Well, as a transitional life strategist, it does incorporate a lot of those things. I'm not a business coach. However, I do coach women on moving, physically getting their, their head around 
okay, I've been in corporate and I want my own thing. How do I do that? How do I build that out? How do I take that step from this to that? You know, which I think is the most difficult step is the one that gets you into it. (laughs) Right. Um, And I'll also will be coaching people who are stepping into or out of different relationships, coming out of a divorce, beginning dating again, um, stepping into and out of, you know, kids who are empty nesting or taking care of of parents or, or loved ones as a caregiver. Any gap in your own agenda, if you would. So for years, I was a stay at home mom. So a lot of my clients are stay at home moms who are now returning to work or their side hustle or whatever, whatever that is. So it takes on all different, all different forms. I've had clients who have had gastric bypass surgery and, you know, looked in the mirror and said, okay, I'm half of my former self. Now, who is this person? And so they want some coaching around who that is and how they can reconnect to themselves, if you would. And that, and that's really what it is. It's about reconnecting to who you are right now. When do you think a person should open themselves up to approaching a life coach? I think you know intuitively before you're going to probably admit it. And if you're waking up in the morning and you're saying, oh, is that all there is? Or do I really have to go to work and this job? Or I just really don't like this relationship. I feel like I'm suffocating. Or if you're feeling like you're really procrastinating, that's a red flag because we procrastinate when we have a lot of fear. You know, if you're feeling overwhelmed in stuff, it's not necessarily that you have too much on your plate. It's that maybe you have the wrong things on your plate. Or if you're feeling imbalanced, you know, balance is something that we bring into the current moment. So if you're trying to balance things that worked five years ago, you're going to feel imbalanced probably because they're probably not correct and reflective of who you are now. So any of those little red flags that are coming up that are saying, I just feel right, or I'm not motivated to do this, or I want to really be strong in doing this. You know, I don't want to make that same mistake. So it's, it, it is intuitive. It's, it's kind of on a, a more subliminal level first. And then someone will say, okay, well, great. You know, uh, who do I speak to? Where, where do I meet somebody? And sometimes they'll, they'll meet somebody through, through somebody else. You know, connections are always a great way to meet a coach. You know, referrals always a wonderful thing, but it's, you know, it's about researching too. There's, there's a lot of people out there that do different things. You know, you may be looking specifically for somebody who's a relationship coach. You may be looking specifically for somebody who's a business coach, or you may be looking specifically for someone like me that can really help you through those transitions. How should people try to find a coach for them? What is it they should look out for? Well, I think one of the most important things is know, like, and trust. And I think it's important that you talk to the person and you feel some sort of pull or vibe or, or, or something about who they are and what they stand for. Read, read what they've written, you know, go to, if you can go to an event that they're, they're, they're speaking at or doing something at, definitely do that. If it's a, a virtual workshop or webinar of some kind or podcast, listen to their podcasts that they've done. And that, you know, I'm very proud of my website because it is filled with information, free information for people. Um, so not only am I giving back and helping people in their journey, but it's a great way for somebody who's thinking about hiring me to look in and say, okay, who is this woman? You know, what does she talk about? Do I like her action steps? Do I like what she's written? You know, where is she? Who is she? So I think really it has to be a good fit to work together. I think that that's true of most things, but this is, you know, people are spilling their guts and you want to feel comfortable being able to be yourself, whoever or whatever that is in this moment. You don't want to be holding stuff back because, oh, she may judge me or, you know, something may happen. And a no judgment zone. What do you think it says about society today that 
there is a proliferation of, you know, life coaching or all sorts of other methods of coaching available to people. Is it a reflection maybe of a a failure to communicate on a more personal level outside of that space of a more professional arena? Are our human relationships failing us? Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous question. Fabulous question. And yes, um, it is a lot of that because we are so tech oriented and, you know, we feel like we have these quote unquote friends on Facebook and LinkedIn and Snapchat and everywhere we are that we've somehow forgotten to communicate um, or, or how to communicate. So there's, there's a lot of isolation that comes with that. There's also so many people who are now in their own businesses or looking to open their own businesses. And that can be very different than being in a corporate environment with people around you all the time. So part of it is that it's also that we live in a very busy society. You know, we've got messaging coming at us from, from everywhere all the time and news in our living room, whether we want it or not all the time, it's hard to process the amount of information that we all have available to us and how busy we are in the course of our day. It's hard sometimes to stop that cycle of, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to do this. To take a look in and say, well, wait a minute. Do I have to do all that? Do I have to listen to all that? Are these really my friends? I need to regroup. I need to reconnect. And I think that that's where coaching comes in as that extra arm, if you would, to help people really be able to see what's what for themselves and move forward with more clarity in that. How do you see things progressing for people from here on out? I mean, as the digital revolution completely takes hold and there is no escaping from <laughs> That's how it. it feels, right? And you're right. Yeah. You, right? And, and, and human relationships, yes, it have left a huge gap where friendships no longer mean what they might have meant even just 50 years ago, yes, for example. Yes, we polluted the definition of friendship, haven't we? Absolutely polluted it. And I really think that there needs to be some kind of return. And that could only happen from your own heart, if that makes sense. You know, we have to be a little bit more mindful of being present. And I think that that is something that coaching helps you to do. So for instance, you know, if you're sitting in a restaurant somewhere and maybe you're waiting for your friend to arrive or significant other to arrive, what do we all do? We take out our phones and we start scrolling away, you know, because we're very important. We don't want to miss any messages we have. What if you didn't take out your phone? What if you looked out the window? What if you daydreamed? Remember what that is? (laughs) You're sitting in this restaurant. You know, there's a reason you pick this place. Are there incredible smells that are coming out of the kitchen? You know, what are the conversations that are going on next to you? Can you hear them? Do they make you smile? Do, do they resonate with you in some way? So essentially what I'm saying is we have to relearn how to use our senses because we've forgotten. We don't use them. We were kind of on autopilot with so much being handed to us and running through our days and what have you. So we almost need to schedule in unscheduled time. And I think that's one of the best ways to go about doing this is really to to think mindfully at the beginning of the week. I'm a big fan of Sunday evenings. You know, it's that gap between the week and the weekend. You just sit down with your calendar and say, okay, you know, where can I put in downtime? Where can I put in time to not do something? Or... Conversely, if I have that scheduled in, it's the flip of what I'm normally telling myself. Because let's face it, we go through our calendars, we do all our work stuff, we, we get through our days with family stuff, this, that, the other thing. And then we think in our heads, okay, so whatever's left over, I can get to the gym or whatever's left over, I can work on that, you know, fun project I was thinking of or plan that trip or whatever. And then we don't get to it because there isn't anything left over. So what if we yes. reverse engineer that and we plan the leftover upfront? 
so that we're actually taking care of ourselves and we're, we're putting in this unstructured time with that caveat of perhaps structuring part of it around something that's yeah. a hobby or something that's an interest or something that makes us laugh or reconnect. Maybe it's that walk that we want to put into our day, or maybe it's that yoga class or meditation, or maybe it's time working with a life coach, whatever that may be, but put it in, put it up front and mindfully because it brings you back, you know, and sometimes it's just time to do nothing, just time to look out the window and say, wow, that's really cool. Look at those birds out there. We've forgotten. We don't need to see or hear the birds. Yeah, because from everything you've said, that's exactly yep, what I'm, I'm, I'm getting from you is exactly that. What it is, is people having to kind of quiet the noise within themselves as well. So they might hear yes. their yes. own thoughts even. Yes. Correct. Absolutely. We've forgotten to and, hear and our own from, thoughts. Yes. <laughs> and from what you've said, it's like what the life coaching does is give them the space to do that. Absolutely with someone who can referee, as it were, <laughs> their own voices in their head. We and, hear yeah. it or think it a certain way because we've always thought that way. And you know what happens is very often we'll unearth in coaching some fears that you may have. And, and when we really take a look at it, they're not even your fears. They're your spouse's fears or your mom's fears. And you just grew up with it. Sure. You've had it for the last 20 years in your life. And, and you're kind of living that and it's not even yours. So it's kind of, time and space to really look back in at what's really going on for you and what you want to connect to. And, you know, we think we're the same person, but we're not. And so it's a really nice thing to be able to, you know, do this periodically and, and really be able to give yourself back that gift of, of who you are. And from there, you know, really create that legacy, as I was talking about, really being able to use that moment to live your legacy, to become that legend in your own life, because you're really seeing your own reflection. What would be your parting word for our audiences? What would you like to leave them with? Do it. Do it. Just do it. Get over yourself. Do it. It's one life. It's not a dress rehearsal. We wait. I know I waited and I know most people do. Every client I've had has for something or other, you know, for that yeah. perfect moment, for that right time, whatever it is. Fear is the culprit on almost everything. It's the thing that stops us. Society wants us to feel fearless, right? You always hear about being fearless. We can't really be fearless. Our fears are with us. But what we can learn to do is to fear less so that we can do more. And that's, that's really the key. And there you have it. Are you ready to start living your legacy? If not, why? It's time to start facing our fears, folks. If you want more information, Randy is offering our listeners a free online self-guided challenge. Details are in our episode summary on all your apps. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much once again to Randy for being with us. And thank you, as always. I'm Marga Ortigas. Until next time.